Streaming live on our social media platforms and on Twitter spaces as well. From wherever you're tuning in, welcome to the show. My name is Fentio Tahiru Fentio. On the menu today, the biggest talking point uh, from uh, Ghana's uh, sporting landscape is the final of the Women's Premier League. That will be between Hazakas ladies and Ampem Dakwa ladies. Those two, of course, going head to head again. They have played each of the last five finals. Last year, Ampem Dakwa got the better of Hazakas, the record champions. They're looking to wrestle their title back. That game is at 4 p.m. later today. Dr. Kwame Chase Sports Complex. Brian Kessie. So we'll try and look at where the two teams lie, how they got here, and who's more likely to be made champions because the champion will represent Ghana in the CAF Women's Champions League. So it's a big, big deal. But this week is the UEFA Champions League week again. The first uh, semi-final matches, first leg matches of the semi-finals were played. One all between Manchester City and uh, Real Madrid in uh, Madrid. And then Inter Milan absolutely blew AC apart in the Battle of the San Siro. 2-0 first leg victory for them. We'll go into that as well. Where does that leave uh, the two, four teams going into the second leg matches next week? The Joy UCL Pub Series was on the road. Kitos and uh, Oliver Twist served the first versions of that pub series. Next week, we are in Medina and Airport at Bayview for the Tuesday's game. And on Wednesday, of course, we will be at Honeysuckle Airport. Now wrap up the conversation with a bit of a debate. Uh, within the week, uh, <laughs> the, the whole timeline on Twitter, social media, has been awash with debate about Pep Guardiola and Sales Ferguson. We are not the ones starting it, don't get me wrong. Jimmy Carragher and Gary Neville were the ones that started it. Carragher says Ferguson didn't invent anything in football. that Pep Guardiola is transformational, inspirational. He defined the way football is being played. He defined coaching. Some people even says Pep is so inspirational that he's now even defining fashion. He said coaches are not dressing like him. So whatever Pep does is inspiration. He sets the tone for others to follow. Dallas Ferguson was pointing to the clock. Nobody points to the clock now. So he's like, he can't set any tone. <laughs> I didn't say it. So, you know, we will get into that debate. Say Alex or Pep Guardiola. Premier League's greatest manager. Alright, show is live and interactive on social media. Use the hashtag game plan to get in touch with me. Uh, I will read those messages. Your thoughts on any of the things we'll be talking about. Uh, I welcome here on the show uh, on that particular uh, hashtag, of course. And also uh, use the WhatsApp number uh, 
to send me a message and then I will get uh, into them, read them, uh, share them with the rest of our listeners from across the globe. So wherever you've tuned in, welcome. This is Game Plan on 99.7 Joy FM. Yo, chairman, what do you go on for your side? Charlie, Charlie, hard time, so see. I try to go stick back for this side, so, but I know they work. See, they're also the job for this side. Oh, Charlie, yeah, wow. But why you know they stick for soccer bet, eh? You say what? Soccer bet? Yes, they are back with the highest odds, bro. You for look sharp, oh. When winning is important enough, you do it when the odds are not in your favor. But with soccer bet, the odds are in your favor. Bet on the highest odds in any soccer bet shop or simply download the soccer bet mobile app and bet anywhere. With soccer bet, stand the chance to win and get your cash instantly. Soccer bet, your best bet for sports betting. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. Bet responsibly. Gaming can be addictive. Not for persons below 18 years. Alright, we're back again with Game Plan on 99.7 Joy FM, also streaming live on Joy FM's YouTube page and on Facebook, as well as Twitter Spaces, uh, so you can join the conversation here uh, on the show. Um, well, the guys are here this afternoon, and um, <laughs> behave yourself. Be- hold on, hold on. Behave yourself. Behave yourself. Sicho, Daniel, Gary, and Muftana, Villa, guys, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Are you all right? You're all right. Pep Guardiola's assistant has started. Where is he? <laughs> Which one is that? Which one is Pep Guardiola's Pep assistant? Pep Guardiola's assistant. It's who? 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 That guy with the punk. I don't mind punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, are you okay? Yeah, I like yeah. your shirt. Thank you. You seem a little bit too calm He's for uh, himself. for, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for you've been wearing this shirt for a while now so uh, friday afternoon how is yeah it, yeah how's oh, the analogy for the first time so like like situ i have i have seven of these you see bro <laughs> oh, bro i have it i have seven of these you do you yeah do. i so have seen these one, in different two, colors yes one two yes, three yes, four yes. five six seven yes and i've actually not one, I think two. So ah, what bro, you see? Swag nations. Yeah. Ah, oh, nah, no, no further comment. No further comment. No, 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 no. You know what? The guy is the guy. <laughs> you know, I have a suggestion. Daniel doesn't have any. And you and Daniel are the same size. Give him the same size. So give the other yeah. two to Daniel. Like I know, this, but I really Daniel is said to. Yeah, you get like you get like you get like six. Eight. You get like six. I get like six. You know where three is. I know where three is. No, but this, but this one is shapeless. So how go? So how go? Where? Yeah. No, I just got no, no. We have to discuss with Star. Oh, I'll get him. <laughs> In exactly five minutes before the call goes three times. I'll get him. <laughs> anyway, so I just want to mention. You know, you know, Abrantie. Yeah. Uh-huh. The 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 
Uh, yeah. Is it a, a is, do you call, they don't call them tailors. No, they don't call them tailors. Oh, he's a designer. Ah, it's uh, okay. A brand yeah. the designer. Yeah. 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 The one a branded designer is classic. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a jingle yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the guy. Yeah. 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 No, it's he stopped. A branded. Yeah. yeah. He actually works for one of my brothers. Yeah. Okay. So normally on the those they are catwalk things. You go see say they there. So he 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 gracefully. Fifteen seven six. Yeah. So Sicho has fifteen of his jalabia of his uh, and then daniel has six, six of the shirt he's wearing and then you have, have seven seven of, of this oh, one okay. with that, we have no, to i don't have a number you know this whole this whole conversation about i have i have i have plenty we see we've all had it before no no but my, you, you see know, my, no you my wear the same there. thing when they ask you they say oh this one which brings to mind you remember when uh apparently they said zuckerberg yeah that is it yeah and then was it one day he took a photo of his wardrobe yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and they said it was one t-shirt one t-shirt <laughs> and we actually got to know that it was not just one and not just that it was not like those ten dollar yeah, yeah it was it looked like an ordinary t-shirt yeah, but it was killer. gucci or something mm -hmm. like that i see the ordinary yeah, shirt yeah, to this. That, but yeah. but you've been seeing that my one shirt i have like three of them he's lying he has yeah. one We've he has one then every time he wears it again you ask him he said he has plenty so the thing is he has one shirt eh? But he went to buy plenty and die plenty. <laughs> so, the night before, he will die the same thing. No, Daniel, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> uh, see, hey, Daniela, hey, okay. The Panja okay. tree was not he this said strong. He, he said he will get you, and now look at you. I see, the Panja tree, it was not anyway, this strong. All right, guys, let, let's, uh, let's move the conversation on. The Women's Premier League uh, title uh, race is coming to a close today. 4 p.m. is the game between Hazakas ladies and... Uh, I'm from the qualities. Our women's football expert is, <laughs> is here. Who, Lawrence? Of course. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but first why of, do you doubt it? No, no, no. I mean, you, you know, when, trust his expertise. No, when we started, it, no, he's rich, rich city's expert. No, 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 women's football. <laughs> no, 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 he's started, a women's so WPL expert. Lawrence covers that league rough, rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lawrence, you know, like some reporters specialize in. Yes, yes, Lawrence. Yes, yes. No, he's I that mean, guy. Yeah, he's that guy when he's. he's he, he, so I, I have absolutely no doubt. Well, cool, he, he has changed his name to DeGraft. Our, our coverage, you know, seems to be a bit more than probably other media houses. Then it's 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 down to Lawrence. Mister DeGraft, Bedu. Lawrence, how are you? Yeah, you're, you're fine, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. L l l l let's get into it because uh, this evening at four p.m. Uh, there's a big game to come. Uh, between uh, Pimdakoa and, of course, Azaki's ladies. The woman that will be doing the commentary today is also Esther Banko. She's also joined us for us to have a, a very lovely conversation on this. Esther, thank you so much, despite the brief notice, uh, that you found time to, to join us here on Game Plan on 99.7 Joy FM. I believe already you are in Kumasi. You're probably at the stadium right now. Uh, am, am, I, am I right? Yes, please. We are currently at the Sports Complex. Ah, interesting. Ah, um, let's uh, let's get into it. Of course, uh, this is a this is a massive game. It, it almost has become very. Some people would say monotonous, isn't it? It's the same clubs every single season that make the final, and until last season, it always seemed like Azakis always triumphed. The two teams, having had exactly stellar regular seasons, both have struggled from what I have seen, but somehow they have still managed to get to the final. What makes this year's final extra special? 
Well, um, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on Game Plan this afternoon. It's, this season has been quite an impressive one to me, having followed the women's league for quite a number of seasons, having seen how the monopoly of these two teams involved in their respective zones, how it has always turned out to be at the end of the seasons, and they've been the ones that always represent their respective zones in the grand finale. But I would say it's, I'm saying it's an impressive one because of the fact that if you look at the points that were amassed by these two teams, Hazakis ladies in the southern zone, they managed to amass only 39 points out of 18 possible games that they played for the season, which is so, so unusual of them. They usually get a lot of points. The season that they do not even perform at all, they end up getting around 40 plus. But this time around, Looking at how competitive the season was in, together in the two zones involved, Hazakas really had to struggle. For the first time in more than seven seasons, they had to decide their fate of whether they were going to be the team to represent the Southern Zone in the grand finale on the final match day when they were held to, I would say, a very fierce contest between themselves and then fifth ladies. Because if the game that happened at the Jindu Park if Fed Ladies had won that particular game, then for us we might be talking about a different narrative altogether of it being Fed Ladies for us going to play against Ampemdakwa, not as the regular Hazaka is coming back in, in the grand finale. So for the competitive nature of it, it has really been in the southern zone and the teams that were initially termed to be the smaller teams based on the sponsorship and the little financial support that they've had, they've made it a point to ensure that they also managed to get quite a number of players on board to beef up their squads and then ensure that they give their respective teams the competitiveness that they needed in order to ensure that we have the best representing the zone. And that is what Hazakes had to really go through, and which is so, so uncharacteristic of them. They always end up getting their way through easily, sometimes even with as far as six games to spare. But the narrative was different. So for the southern zone, indeed, it was very competitive. And if you look at the northern zone as well, on the final day of matches was when, on March the 8th and in the northern zone, that was when we decided who was going to represent the northern zone as well. Because even for the northern zone, we had as far as seven teams that were capable of winning that particular zone or being crowned the champions of the northern zone. And it had to take the exploits and the experience that Ampemdakwa they had in Africa through the World Food competition that they participated, having won the title last season, in order to use that to add weight, Ashton ladies who were possible contenders on the final match day by winning by as many as five goals to zero. And that was based on the support that Ampemdakwa equally had on the final match day at the Ohene Amiel Park. So if you look at the two zones involved, you would say that both zones were very competitive right from the start of the season till the final round of matches in the respective match day 18 before these two teams had their way through in order to represent their respective zones. And looking at how it turned out to be um, so much positive that the trajectory would change in the coming season because the other teams have as well amassed experience and have to be consistent when they begin the season ensuring that they win their number of games as many as possible and then drawing maybe a few of them because Hazakes yeah. lost all three games out of 18. They drew three and then ended up winning um, as many as 11 of those games as well. So if you okay. look at how it turned out to be, you wouldn't say that they had it 
uh, sort of a rosy nature for them. Yeah. They really struggled. And they are here because they use the only experience that they have, a little bit of it at the expense of the other team. All right. Uh, I mean, that's that's very comprehensive breakdown of how the season has gone for both teams. Uh, but obviously, eventually, it's still the two of them that made it. And that's been the story right from the very start of this competition up until now. Um, Pimdakoa, Hazakes, they're actually the only two teams to ever win the WPL title. What is it about those two teams that makes them continuously successful uh, in Women's Premier League in Ghana? So much so that the other teams are as 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 much as they try, they still somehow fall short. And it's always these two teams. What is so special about the two of them? What are they doing differently? What the two teams are doing differently, one, it has to do with financial terms. Because if you look at the other teams, both in the northern and in the southern zone, most of these teams are owned by individuals. And that can't really be said for Hazakes and Ampimdakwa ladies. Because if you look at Ampimdakwa ladies, for instance, it's owned by the Techiman Traditional Council, and that is where they derive their financial support from. And they equally get the massive supporters and that they have in order to cheer them on in all the games that they have been playing. And, you know, in football, that is what matters. If you have the financial muscle and if you have the supporters to back you up, then that is where you are compelled to bring out your best of performance in all games that you play. And that is what, to me, has really helped them in order to strive and then make sure that they make a lot of exploits in our women's league. But it hasn't always been they've been the only finalists that we've had. We've seen uh, fabulous ladies also pulling their weight at a point before they ended up um, so surprisingly been uh, relegated for this season after they were established way back in 1985 for the first time they had to exit the top tier of the women's league so um, what they have that always makes them a bit special and then a bit ahead of the other teams to me I would say as a financial support and the massive support that they have equally from their supporters I mean that, that, that's very interesting indeed uh, ultimately the winner of this uh, this game will not only just be champions of Ghana, that would give them a ticket to try and qualify for the CAF Women's Champions League. Last season, Ampim Dakoa, they represent Ghana. Uh, they fell short, didn't ultimately qualify for the competition. Azakis went uh, in the mating edition and they absolutely brought a new light to Ghana women's football. They were a shining example of just how good our women can be if we pay attention. The branding that they, they showed the world uh, that season, that debut season was phenomenal. They made it all the way to the final, of course, uh, and ended up losing. Um, what is the expectation like from where you sit in terms of these two teams and how much you think they or how far you think they can go ultimately either of them if they can get if they can become champions what is your estimation of just how well they can represent ghana this time around in, in the CAF women's champions league well Tahiru, i believe that um they have quite a good team especially from their technical teams involved which you see basically for hazakas having been with the side for the past eight seasons 
and he has the experience that it takes and he equally knows really how to handle a female team. And I'm saying that authoritatively because you know, it's not always easy. The, the style of administration of women's team is always different from that of the men because for the women, you need to manage both on and off the field. And that is what you see Baziki has really a lot of it, a wealth of it actually under his place. And that is the most reason why even in, in situations whereby they end up losing some of their players, they manage to get better replacement for them. And a, a typical player that I would make mention of has to do with Janet Adri. Uh, I believe that you know so much about her, one of the best defenders, the defenders that we've ever had in our top tier of the Women's League. And this is a player that right after she left the shores of the country last season, Coach Yusif Bazigi had a better replacement for her, and she is Habiba Isa, and she's a player to watch us for in the heart of defense for Hazaki. And so uh, Ampendakwa also doing the same. The expectations for me, I believe that in as much as they have quite a very good team, the both of them, I believe that they need to do a lot of beefing up before they can make it a point. That is, whichever team that turns out to win it, mm. before the team ends up representing Ghana at work or subsequently winning and they're making it to the Cup Women's Championship, that means that team has to be prepared. The basic and most important thing has to be that the first one is financial uh, preparation. It has to be adequately done. And then the other one has to be with uh, the players that they will bring on board, beefing up of their respective squads as they go to represent Ghana in these competitions. All right. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty... Uh, pretty great stuff. Thank you so much, Esther. I know you have to go and prepare for the commentary. We'll be watching. Uh, kickoff is at 4 p.m. and um, at the Kwame Chase Sports Complex. I'm sure there will be a decent crowd there to witness the the ultimate of the ultimate football match in women's football in Ghana, uh, the final of the Women's Premier League. Uh, this is a big, big deal. I actually do believe if our Ghana Premier League was organized in, in a similar manner where the winner of each zone faced each other in the final, we will always have a really big game to look forward to. But uh, Esther, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Please. Thanks for having me as well. All right. So Esther Bankwa is a, a Ghana Women's Premier League commentator. She's a sports journalist as well. Uh, the Lawrence, what's happening elsewhere in the Women's Premier League? It's come to a close. Of course, we are discussing Hazaka's ladies and Ampim Dakua ladies going to the final. Uh, it's not good news for some teams, is it? It isn't. Um, when Muftal say I'm a rich city expert, <laughs> I tend to agree with him. Because, you know, for a team that you followed since uh, I was on campus, uh, UPSA, they were one of the teams that, that caught my eye. Ah, so wait, even oh, from, Lawrence, wait, wait. Even from when the, was the team formed? Oh, the, the team was formed in summer 20, 2019. But then when... Uh, you were UPS in Yeah. <laughs> While I was, I was on campus, you know, they were playing the Division 1 by then, so I'll go to the Badina Sports you know Complex. I'm, I'm too young, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, you go on. So... <laughs> you go on. Go on. Yeah, so as I was saying... But that's your group. No, it's okay. Lawrence, go on. Yeah, as I was saying, um, one of the teams that come my eye, so I've been watching them qu- quite a while. Once they got promoted to the Premier League, it was okay. it was a time for me also being in the media space to follow women's football. Yeah. And I think um, for the past two, three years, I've, I've done it quite well. 
to my own standard, and I, I think I'll, I'll still get better. Are you crazy yourself? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. oh, I, I, I like him to do that. Not, not many people. Not many people. Not many people. If you love something, you have to put in that effort. Yeah, you have to do it right now. The women's is not something that people follow. But then, I think with time, with the way we are we are talking about it, much more people will get interested in it. Yeah, of course. So, that's a plus. So, what's with recent? Charlie, the experience, the experience bit, I think, played a role because for a team that didn't have much experience, didn't, didn't have most of their players available, yeah. it was always going to be a struggle for them. They came to the Premier League. At they the only end got the, promoted last yes, season. Yes, last season. Okay. Came okay. to the Premier League and then by the end of the first round, they had about five of their starters out. Well, Cecilia was one player who was very key. She also suffered out an how? injury. Out how? Like they left the team? As in... Injuries oh, and then oh, okay, yes, okay, okay. so injuries played a role, and then the fact that they were playing with teams who have quite experienced players. Because even if, if you look at ACM so, um, so crazy, who they came into the southern zone with ACM had some some experienced players like Ellen Coleman, who had who has oh, been a national exactly yeah. who has been a national yeah, team but, player. So exactly, yeah, so her. you you tend to struggle against some of these teams. Their first game uh, in the Premier League, they showed symptoms or signs of a good team. Okay. But then once you lack the experience, you are always going to struggle with time. Lawrence, Rich City, they played eighteen matches, <coughs> no win. They got three points. <laughs> no, if, if, if you ah, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Where's Rajwa? <laughs> uh, you know, there, there was a point to go to the stadium to watch them, and someone will ask you, Hey, in so far, can I be shown? <laughs> oh! No. So, so the person, hey, no, wait, wait, wait. So the person watching, where did the person come from? What, is he, what, is the, what was the mission? Well, you see, most of these games, you have the Medina people around to watch them. Like and, yeah. and, 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 when, and when they are playing, when Rich City is playing home or, uh, or Berry Ladies, because they train at the Medina Astrotef, you have more of the Medina people supporting them. Yes. And then when they are not playing, well, I am a moon trainer who have you but they are, they are paying for it and they are paying so that's every time that you get a results going your way. Cyril and Raju, I'm sorry. But if you concede 48 goals uh, in 17 matches and score only 16, get 3 points. Some way. Uh, let, let me tell you one thing. In 18 games, 3 Some points. Way. They Some carried draws. Some way. Rich City came I'm to the Premier League with just one goalkeeper. I think ah. in the last... It took them... Why? After the first round to convert a player into a goalkeeper, in the while they, the, <laughs> <laughs> while they were in the, while they were in the division one league, um, they had two goalkeepers. But I think one had to leave after the qualification or prom- promotion to the Premier League. So they, they because they're a new team, you struggle to find players. I, I got to uh, a point. Nobody wants to go there. They, they wanted this um, Hazakes ladies player um Jafaru okay. and then Jafaru was close to signing for Rich City only for one by Real Madrid player she was actually willing she was actually willing to join the club only um, they had finished talks with uh, only for Barry ladies to pass back and then say Charlie Charlie Rich City Ombeko relegation join us and she moved and when she went to Barry ladies you could, you could tell the impact she had on the team wow. got them playing well got um, providing some assistant goals for them Jafaru played in the Champions League yeah with Hazakas yes she did yeah, so, so it, it was actually going to be very difficult to <laughs> You know, one of the, one of my absolute favorite things about the WPL is also the names of the teams. Give give us a roster, my ah, friend. The Rich City, Rajwa. <laughs> Rajwa named the, the, the team after herself, Rajwa Rich City. <laughs> but they've, they've had a, a pretty good 
uh, campaign from let's say off the pitch, isn't it? They they, yeah. they struck a partnership with everything, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's not even something new. At some point, they had some big media house come in talk to them because yeah. they, she, when I talk to her, she tells me it started as something that they wanted just girls to enjoy. So, so it was for fun yeah. for girls to enjoy their play. But yeah. it got to a point they felt. No, we could give these girls something more than just playing for fun. Playing okay. the Premier League, get your name, um, get yourselves out there, and then probably join some big clubs. So they were at some point they were even the feeder club for Berry Ladies because um, Flumina Baka, Abigail Tewia, who was once upon a time, she's still a national team goalkeeper. All came from Rich City. So you've mentioned Berry quite a few times. They look very ambitious. I know the chairperson or the owner of Berry Ladies. Yeah. She's also the deputy director, uh, the national service. She's a very ambitious woman. Um, she's invested a lot in this in this team, but one of the or the other team relegated alongside Rich City in the Southern Zone, their name, eh? mm -hmm. Thunder Queens. Where you mentioned Thunder, Thunder Queens, don't forget to if you're Empress. Ah, that's what I'm saying. If yes. you're Empress, is the assistant coach of Thunder Queens. <laughs> We know some people who also have licenses, but when they go and call, they carry Talk to Frank Lampard, the guy never talk to them directly. Don't go through. Don't, don't go through the court. Go through I'm not going. Do I'm not going through. Don't do that. No, no, no. Not going through the court because I also. But don't put that in order. I also know. See, I also know a TV coach who was chased away from Ogo United. I also know. Hey, I also know the Graf Johnson, Lawrence's uncle, the Graf Johnson. But do you know? Do you know a certain coach who 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 gave you a name? Uh, who? Who? I was the one who took his slippers around. No, no, no. no, 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 no you no, no, know no. a coach who gave you a name and asked you if you have seen snow before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, now I get it. Too much snow. Now I get it. No, but, but she, she just wants to ask that coach. Yeah. I mean, when I listen to her, I, I enjoy her knowledge in the game. I, I think with time. No, no, it's time. No, she'll come good. Relax, relax. Relax. Yeah. The knowledge is different from the application. She just started. She's just done D. She'll she do C. She'll go pro. She's still it's young. But why do you and, want to be on her And, and she'll, See, she'll, I have she'll, a friend. No, the thing That's is that she went to Kuta Kids. I have, have a friend. No, Nabila, I have a friend. He went to coaching school in the U.S. Very highly educated. Yeah. When he speaks about taxes, you know that this man knows what he's talking about. But... When it was time to coach one day, you had to carry his slippers and run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, there are lots of people like that. But when you coach, when you go to Gusa Games with GIJ, it's like going to the World Cup with Cuba. Gusa no, Games. This is not boxing. GIJ don't even have a pitch. Karim and Co. No, the school doesn't even have a pitch. The school doesn't even have a sports complex. Let's move it on. So, Thunder Ladies relegated alongside Rich City in the Southern Zone. In the... Northern Zone, a bit of a disappointment. One of the trailblazers when it comes to women's football in Ghana. Fabulous ladies, Madame Abibata's team. They were in the final a few years ago. They have been relegated uh, in, the, uh, in the Northern Zone alongside <laughs> one of my absolute favorite names, Candy. 
Candy Soccer Academy. Candy Soccer Academy uh, also relegated, which is a bit of a a bit of a letdown. Lawrence, is there anything there that surprises you? Well, I think for for the first time in a long while, we had five teams who were capable of winning the Northern Zone, even on the last day. Um, Ampim Dakwa, Dreams, Northern Ladies, Supreme Ladies, and Pelpia were all capable of winning it on the last day of the season. So um, that was that was one thing I I liked about the Northern Zone. There was okay. competition, very uh, very keen competition. And then although um, Ampim Dakwa had won eventually, I I think it's because of the experience that they have. What played uh, a key role in their struggle in the second half of the season is the fact that when they were going to Africa, they had to loan some players in, in the big clubs to okay, help them. Okay, okay. And since it didn't go well, they came back um, to the league and then at the, at the end of the first round, they had to release those players. Okay. So it was part of the reason why they struggled in the second half of the season. But then for them to still uh, keep their grounds and then co- um, go on to win the Northern Zone, it was, it was um, something that right. you can credit them for. Thank you very much, Lawrence. So, uh, with all the lowdown, our uh, women's football yeah. expert, Bobbing, is no, but, but following the women's Premier League, it's, it's not easy, eh? It's one of the most, it's actually the most difficult. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's it more is. difficult than following Division One. Yeah. 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 So, when when Lawrence, I mean, the, the, yeah. I mean, it's the Okay, credit. anyway, the, uh, the, is the there knowledge he's shown is, on this thing? Is, is yeah. 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 Is there anything any of you wants to add to this WPL yeah, thing before I, we move on? I mean, I think that it's the, 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 the visibility over the past yeah, two good. seasons. I mean, you know, this is what happens when there's a conscious effort yeah. from this. If it is um, mainstream news or governance affairs, they will say it is one of a, the good examples of a public-private partnership. Mm. The public being the Ghana Football Association mm. and the private being the sponsors. And the stakeholders inside the GFA on the WPL clearly you can tell that they work closely with the sponsors yeah so yeah. <clears throat> they are aligned now and, and let's give what, them shouts to be what fair we can, has done what we can learn from the male side the male side yeah. is that for the last two three headline sponsors of the ghana premier league the sponsors have always complained that yeah. once yeah. they give the money they don't get that synergy going for it right right after a month or two or three <clears throat> then things are, they are struggling to even get a GFA to, you have not heard those complaints from, you know, uh, what's it called? Betway. Malta Guinness. Uh, yeah, Malta Guinness. Yeah, Guinness and Betway. Sponsors of the competition. Yeah, you know, yeah. so, on the women's thing, and I feel, and this is one of the things that, you know, the 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 the, the people who handle the women's Premier League side of they things. They have a women's Premier League desk. Desk. No, women's football desk. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, which is uh, headed by Matt. In fact, it's run, run by two people. <laughs> yes. Matilda and Zainab. Mm-hmm. But and, and what no, that's a media. That's over, a media. Over seen yes. the media. Oh, yeah, the media yeah, side of things. seen by um, Auntie Hillary. Yeah, yeah, those ones uh, are there. Yeah, Hillary Boate. Hillary Boate. Rosalind Amu. They are yeah. more hands-on. That's yeah. what I want to say. Very, very. Long very. and short. Yeah. Yeah. They are more hands-on with the WPL than, than the male side are yeah. on with the Ghana Premier League. Which has more money. Which has, you understand? Yeah. And, and I agree with Gary. I think, I think again, the sponsors, they are very visible. And they are hands-on. And, yes. And it's not as if they've left it for the GFA or whatever no, no, to just no. go on. The, when they are playing their games, you, when you go there, yeah, the branding is very solid. You see it. Motagan is everywhere. All their partners are yeah, there. Yeah. They are working. And, and also credit to uh, you know the, the broadcasters because 
nobody will take a chance on showing yeah women yeah. ready to max credit max. to max tv my yeah. people yeah. my yeah. people i, I mean, mean did you watch the the media engagement yesterday ahead of the final it was yeah. where the, the two coaches were yes. asked to drink the malt and absolutely all so and 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 so what uh, I mean, Bet Power has brought in money for the GPL. We are told they are supposed to what, give a, hand, a one million for promotion and whatever. We don't Hold see on. it. We Hold live on. in the same country. The Women's Premier League, even though it doesn't have a lot of the money and attention, are doing, they're doing more with less. They're doing better. They have. They're doing better, in my opinion, than what we are doing in the men's game. And, and credit to them. And, like, so and you know, it, to be it's, fair, it's just like saying that when you have a woman in charge of something, that deliberate effort to ensure that the person stands up. It's what we are seeing in the women's game. Yeah. They, yeah. They've been instrumental in terms of how they want the women's yeah. game to be run in yeah. this country. And yeah. credit, credit to them. They've been doing. And that's not said it. I'm from has a girl. Should be careful. It's like others are trying to catch up. Oh, they are. Oh, because yes. They, 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 you see, the faith ladies. Yes. Faith ladies, they, they worry. Yeah. I, no, we need to shout them out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, say, we should. The monotony has been there since. Yeah. But this time around, Hazaka struggled. Yeah. There was a last game of this. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. And even when you heard in the northern zone, as many as five or seven clubs could have were in position to qualify. So it was very It says a lot about the government in that area. And I'm happy for like I like what they are doing. See, sometimes to grow a sport, you need two or three teams. Yeah. No, it's everywhere. To be powerful. It's everywhere. Yeah. That's how it works. To be powerful. With all due respect to the other teams, if it was any other team in that final, the attention perhaps is different. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at this stage the of the women's here. at this stage of the women's Premier League, we need these two clubs to be as good as they can. So the other teams will try to reach them. And the, the higher they try to go, the better all the teams are. Yep. Yeah. Carry them if yeah. if they drop and then the standards are flat, mm -hmm. so some way. Some way. <laughs> Even the SC special competition final, it was these two teams. This guy, at the hour, they will play, man. <laughs> <laughs> 2016, Tema, I was there. 2016, Tema, uh, anyway, so, I was there. And, and also, this is testimony to anyone that says that we don't do women's Premier League or women's football. We spent almost an hour speaking about the WPL. So, credit to us, too. I'm taking a cue from Lord. <laughs> anyway, so all the best to the two teams. Uh, the final is at 4 p.m. Yeah, yeah. And the one other thing, in fact, that's probably the FA Cup semi final is happening tomorrow. Yes, yes, over there. Yeah, probably the most impressive thing for me about the WPL. The women's is the fact that they actually take time to a deliberate effort to make the game accessible. They stream every match. Yes. Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah. You know, so they stream the max 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 TV feed on YouTube for free. Yes, for free for everyone to have access. Credit it's it's unbelievable. Oh, have you noticed that again? If I'm circling back to where I began, the number of women or players who have started getting deals outside oh, the country wow. the, 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 it yeah. has yeah. been directly proportional to the attention we are and it's not coincidence yeah. yes. no, it's, it's not coincidence it's, it's not coincidence it's not coincidence especially yeah. after that Hazaka's performance yes. in the calf women's champions yeah, yeah. Yeah. but more number importantly of players who have left the country. teams from outside Hazaka's ladies and Ampim Dakwa yeah. are getting deals yeah. out yeah. there yeah. yeah. when they go they don't spend six months and come back they stay there they stay there so who are you shading they stay there who are you the people who are working when they are playing, they are winning. They are winning leagues. They are winning leagues. Maybe Lawrence, you need Lawrence, to start yeah. a, a rap of Ghanaian uh, women players. Ghanaian women are broken. We will consider next season. Yes, we will. If, if, if we get access to it, 
to it. Oh, Charlie. Oh, we'll get access. No, no, no. We will oh, even, even spend more time on the men's game. You can't make it in Iraq second division. You should continue to do it. We broadcast Champions League Inter and AC or AC and Inter on Wednesday at the place. We wanted to. Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. Two X. Ass of Oak. Yes. Ass of Oak players. Oh, I saw them there. They were watching. Ah, you. Ah, ah. I saw the pictures. You took the pictures. Yeah, I saw the pictures. They had finished their season account. I said, oh. I thought they were, they said, oh, no, we are in Lebanon. And the way they were, they said, oh, we are in Lebanon. Oh, I know them. <laughs> they said, we are in Lebanon. They are happy. They are happy. <laughs> and they said it with pride. <laughs> One of those players was was a big deal at house. Oh, yes. yes. So much so that and when he left, when he left, big, big they issue. said house will stop winning. Anyway, thank you guys. So, WPL action going down 4 p.m. today. Hazakas ladies against uh, Ampemda Koa should be exciting. But let's move the conversation on because, like I indicated, uh, today's show is quite special. We have a debate coming up that will take place i think around 2 30 p.m we're looking at the influence of pep guardiola compared to the influence of say alice ferguson the premier league's greatest managers uh where do you rank these two who's had the more impact the more influence who is being the era defining manager who's being the philosophy defining manager well, in terms of absolute numbers, I think it's clear. But if you strike the average, where do you stand? Who's played the better football? Like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, indices that you can use to measure the success of these two managers. I pitch that the guys are against each other, so we'll have that debate. So stick around for that. Before that, though, a reminder, your messages are welcome on 055 So if you have messages regarding the WPL, I'm very interested in your thoughts. 055 Lots of comments on Twitter, man. Yeah, yeah, lots of comments. that question. Uh, okay, uh, you want to go to some of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I've got a message here though from Chief Sedo Adamu who listening to us all the way from the Maryland US. in the USA. He says the Abiba and Fabulous Ladies issue is fascinating. The team has never been itself since Madame Atta joined the Exco. <laughs> Sedu always Sedu. with a always Sedu. with a sliding tackle. <laughs> Sedu <laughs> always with a sliding tackle. Uh, let me read the rest of his message. He says they were actually going to be relegated last season, but the GFA increased the number of teams to keep them. That is an allegation. Someone <laughs> no, but must. But was it to keep them? And that, that, no, no, we to keep them. Uh, no, was no, to keep a, them. So so the number was increased, but he so said it so was to keep them. That, that is an allegation. allegation. Okay, Look, they underline it. Okay, yes. And then he says someone must investigate what the problem has been. Interesting, Sadie. Thank you uh, for tuning in. But Gary, let's go through those Twitter messages. Andy Abrokwa. Mm-hmm. Say, say. And you know what they are broke, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. you know, like when you need a dictionary, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> Pep has been a footballing style standard since he started his managerial trade, and his signature is a sinusure. Okay. That's that's I don't know what that means. 
Mm. And his signature is a signature. I mean, signature is like, oh, that the, the center of attraction, right? Yeah. Yeah, sort of. Anyway. Um, Clenam says, the only say in football is the goats. Okay. Possible Eric says, Pep is by miles ahead. Sometimes we are blinded by the legends and what they did for their system and refuse to acknowledge what we have now. Pep and his system are a definition of modern football. And in response, Clenham says, sorry, you are very young in the game. Sorry. And then he says, I'm I, and they are going on and on. <laughs> so, um, uh, Michael Bobier is tagging other people to come and join and listen to the debate. Okay. As well, Dr. Ines Cranton says, easy response, chief. Easy response, Cranton. <laughs> but he won't say what the response is. Ines, oh, God. Aziz says, uh, may I know what is happening to Salisu as thing Thanks very much. I'm sure I uh, will let Sicho answer that. Uh, this one says, um, uh, game, uh, it says, Alex and Pep belong to different eras and it can be compared. At Alex's time, he was the greatest. At Pep's time, we can compare him to someone else who is still practicing. Mike, in Kaswa with that message. This one says, good afternoon, friends and your crew. My name is Uncle Morgan. And I can confidently, uh, confidently say Pep is miles, miles ahead of Fergie in terms of tactics and influence. In fact, if he stays for another six years, Fergie's name will forever be washed away in the EPL records. That is very interesting. All right, anyway, 055-1111-997. We'll get into that debate, but you can keep those messages coming. Uh, let's get into some Champions League action, though. On uh, Tuesday, we witnessed... Uh, two of Europe's best teams go head-to-head uh, in oh, uh, the Santiago Bernabeu, Real Madrid against uh, Manchester City. The first leg ended 1-0, uh, decided by two fabulous strikes from Vinicius Jr. And then, uh, of course, Kevin De Bruyne. Even that in itself sparked another debate about whether Kevin De Bruyne is better than Kaká. But that's another <laughs> <laughs> that's another <laughs> conversation. Another but, uh, another conversation to be had. Let's not yeah, digress. Let's not but uh, Daniel, let me start with you. I mean, you uh, you always you have a habit of always rooting for Manchester City. What last season, habit of always rooting for. I'm a Man City fan. Last season, last season, Daniel had the most infamous tweet. Uh, tweet in the UEFA Champions League season, the entire season, he had the most infamous tweet. They call it the case of the, the commentator. Just before Rodrigo came off the bench to equalize, Daniel tweeted that, Hey, Pep Guardiola, that is Pep Guardiola. You cannot can him. And then one minute later, Rodrigo comes, scores, and scores again. The and Man City I didn't get say you can't can Pep. <laughs> I stated a fact in the tweet. Who I said it's been 88 minutes and my Real Madrid are yet to register a shot on target. Yes. Pep masterclass. That is a fact. 88 <laughs> minutes, they hadn't had a shot on target. When I press tweet, no, it's caught to me. And then my man had to miss the tweet because it was uncontrolled. Like, it was a global... Meltdown! Oh, it was crazy. It was, like it was a people pylon. were going. That's the word. It was a pylon. It, it was. Yeah. It was. It was crazy. Uh, but this time you're sticking your neck out again and rooting for Manchester City. They went to Madrid, got a one-all draw. Uh, let's just go through the paces of that particular game. Man City, of course, were they were very good mm-hmm. in that particular match. Real Madrid, very typical of them. Moments they they got one great opportunity, scored, and actually had a moment of. 
some good dominance, created chances, should have scored more. They didn't get punished by Man City, and now the tie is perfectly poised. Uh, I don't talk plenty. I just need to address something that has been happening during the week. Okay. And I think it's, you see, when people, when you are too good, mm, and people long to see, quote-unquote, your downfall, they'll take anything and then ride on it. Ellen Haaland's problem on Tuesday was in Rudiger. Ellen Haaland's problem on Tuesday was his team being basically not willing to take risks. Okay. There was a lack of supply. It wasn't Rudiger. And the numbers are there to show. Rudiger did nothing. De- in terms of when you look at Rudiger's defensive metrics, the numbers that made, he didn't do anything. He and Alaba. They really had nothing to do. But maybe his presence was why they were not passing to Haaland. Oh, forget I, that. You can't forget it. No, forget. Because Haaland if, if Haaland is look, closely marked, why pass to him? Haaland no had, had six duels in the game. He won five out of six. If you watch the close numbers. Were they all against Rudiger? Ah, against the two center backs, whoever he's facing, <laughs> five out of six. Look, when you are, when you want to make a statement of fact, okay, you need to sort of measure it against averages. So if you are going to say Haaland was marked out of the game based on the number of touches he had or based on the number of shots he had, it has to tally with what has happened in the past. Okay, if you look at Haaland's average touches per game, it's 21. So if he does 18, it is not overly below average. Do you get me? Okay. If you look at uh, Haaland's passes, average passes per, per, per game in this season, it's 15. So if it has 13 passes against Real Madrid, it's not overly below average. If you translate that to what Rudiger did during the game, in fact, this is Rudiger's stats and Alaba, the two centre-backs. Rudiger made zero tackles in the game, okay. one interception, and zero blocks. Alaba made one tackle, zero interceptions, and one block. That block where he stopped Haaland short from going yes. in. It was a clean goal, and he blocked it. My point is, if you are going to say Haaland was marked out, then you should see certain defensive metrics from Alaba and Rudiger higher. But the ones you just read actually means that they were defending well. You know, defending well means you don't have to be doing no, all no, these blocks. See, so when I land, you understand positioning is everything. No, when I you see when you are positioned well, that means the balls were coming to Haaland, but you were intercepting. No, and he wasn't. You, no, if That's they're the also positioned. No, if you are positioned between the ball and Haaland. They won't pass the ball, so they don't need, don't need to intercept. But but Look, then in that is defense, then that will reflect in you the defender. Exactly, it will reflect no, it in interceptions. So it reflect. No, it will not. No, let no, me land. Because let me land. Then you understand where I'm coming. If the ball is not coming, right, then you intercept. Let me land. Then you understand where I'm coming. It will either reflect in interceptions where the defender's interceptions will be higher, or when it comes to duels, the defender is winning more duels than the attacker. But if no supply is coming, which is my point, you will see that the defender, the striker hardly had touches. The defender hardly had to make any tackles or interceptions or blocks because they, was, they were just following him. Rudiger was just following him everywhere. And this was the first time we have seen a defender follow Rudiger, uh, uh, Haaland. Mm-hmm. But the difference is in those games, Manchester City are more willing to push the ball to Haaland and encourage the duels. The thing is, Haaland is athletic. He's quick. He's strong. Mm-hmm. I don't think Manchester City were afraid to give the ball to Haaland. Mm-hmm. It was a system thing. And you see, it's a respect between two teams. If you look at Man City's XG, 0.6. Real Madrid did 0.7. Both teams were not overly attacking. 
Both teams were not ready to open up and play. Come and let me come. No, the game was concentrated in midfield. And to translate that ball for transfer that ball from midfield to attack to clear, create a clear cut goal scoring opportunity. Okay. It was literally moments. Nobody was willing to take that risk. Okay. So if you look at both goals from outside the box, and that's why I mentioned the XG. Nobody the, the two goals both 0. Were, 7, both, both were against it, the Yeah, it didn't even come, it didn't even amount to one. So if you add the uh, XG for both, that was like 0. 3, uh, 1.3 yeah. in the whole game. But yeah. we had two goals. Yeah. The game was literally decided on individual brilliance. And I'm saying that if Rudiger had a very good defensive game against Haaland, we would have seen that Manchester City were trying to get the ball to Haaland and Rudiger was stopping it. Or they gave the ball to Haaland uh, and Ru- yeah, Rudiger either had more blocks, he had more interceptions, he had more tackles. That's a good job. But clearly speaking, Pep said it at the end of the game. The way they set out to play didn't favor Haaland. He was always going to struggle. And you see, a similar thing can also, if you are going, going to go down this tangent, a similar thing can be said in the opposite direction to Benzema. Benzema was allowed to touch the ball, and that's his game. He likes to drop deep and play. Haaland, yeah. he doesn't care. He that will not drop deep to midfield and, and touch the ball. Many, many and times. he has said that many times. So Benzema was allowed to pick the ball in those um, situ- uh, areas, away from the penalty area. But when he came close to the Manchester City box, that's when they closed him down. Benzema also had three shots on goal. Two were blocked, one was saved. Alan had three shots on goal. Two were saved, one was blocked. Benzema's shots, no danger. Haaland's shots, no danger. The difference between Benzema and Haaland is Benzema had more touches, which is his game. But Manchester City were not going to assign a defender to follow him deep. They were satisfied with sitting there and watching him. So if you are saying Haaland was marked out of the game because of the touches that he had, which is normal, because of the fact that he didn't score, which is out of Haaland or basically always scores. Then you can also say the You're same thing the about numbers Benzema. don't support that. Yeah, because if you look at the Manchester City okay. defenders and the numbers that they post during the game, if you look at Kaoka, no, I've seen people Kaoka say... Kaoka made I've six seen... tackles, uh-huh. one interception, one block. Real Madrid were trying. Real Madrid were trying to get the ball there to Benzema. Yeah. But Ruben Diaz also, four tackles, two interceptions, one block. They were stopping it. Manchester but City isn't that was also, very, no, very isn't cautious. That also, no, isn't that but, also saying that Man City's defenders were busier because the Madrid attackers kept them busy. And that Rudiger and, hold on, that Rudiger and Alaba didn't have a lot of touches because it was practically impossible to no, get the ball because there. because the supply didn't come. That's what I'm saying. Yes, so it's not so Haaland. That, that? No, you see, that is not no, down but, on Haaland. That is down on the, 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 the entire the team. guys behind no, but him. But also, if Haaland doesn't move, how does the supply come? Sense. Did you see Haaland not moving? <laughs> no, okay. So, yeah. Yes, let me hear from you. You see, this is where I think numbers can be... Numbers and stats can they be... They don't tell the whole story. They don't tell the entire story. Yeah. The fact that defenders don't put in blocks, interceptions, or make tackles does not mean... They are not defenders. That's, or they are not it doesn't well. mean that necessarily... Uh, that because, because, because balls were not played to the striker. The, also, the other reason could be that they were so good that the striker was not never in a good position to receive those balls. That's what I said. Earlier. And that is what I think I saw about the Real Madrid team. Erling Haaland, Real Madrid were not playing necessarily a very low block. But any time Haaland was going to make a run in behind, they were matching it. So City will decline. And Danny mentioned it. They were not taking so much risk. Yeah. So City won't go long. Edison won't go necessarily long. The brother won't look for the necessary through pass. Because every time, there was somebody, either Alaba or Rudiger, who was close to Haaland. And if he played that pass, 
there's almost a certainty that they would intercept it or they will be there. Yeah. Unlike so a, they will decline. Stark contrast to the Arsenal game. Thank you. Where they decided to they go can go long to him. He can because they knew he, that he, knew he will win those duels. And he will, he will because of Rudiger yes. okay. and somebody's positioning, they won't even try to go to Haaland. And that is not because City didn't want to go to him. That is because they know that Haaland can be counted. So it's massive credit to the defenders. You don't always have to wait for the ball to get to Haaland before you defend. Right. Sometimes you have to stop the ball from getting to him by your positioning. And a lot of that was, was clear. Even when you see the one, the one chance that Alaba uh, went to make the interception of or block the Haaland, Haaland effort. Did you see the run? Rudiger was out of the picture. Did you see Alaba's run? Him. Haaland cleared him, got free. Absolutely. And Alaba had to come and cover for him. Did you see Alaba's, Alaba's angle of the run? With that Alaba's angle of the run, and it, and, uh, this, goal, this ball in the Premier League, go Man City, Haaland. That's right. Again. That's right. But because of the quality of defending yes. by the Madrid players, it was impossible for Haaland to even touch the ball in places where no, he usually touches Alaba, the ball. From Alaba, not Rudiger. No, no. So in this case... <laughs> to be fair, to, no, to be fair to Daniel, that was Rudiger's position. In as much as it was Rudiger's position, yes. that is why you have two centre-backs. No, where when see, one is out of position, fence. the other player is always... Fair enough. Enough. People are making this mistake. It's not as if Rudiger was man-marking Haaland. Mm. Rudiger was sharing Haaland with Alaba mm -hmm. throughout the game. Yeah, throughout the game because Haaland wasn't static anyway. He was he was trying to move into places where he could get other midfielders coming into the game. Okay. But the Madrid defending was so good that they couldn't even trust that they could pass the ball to Haaland. Unlike Benzema. Now here's the thing. This is where I think numbers do not do justice. When they see the city defenders, their numbers, it's almost as if they were brilliant. They were not. Benzema on the day, in my opinion, yeah. was off color. There were several balls to Benzema in the box that were bouncing off him. Like, on a normal day for Benzema. Yeah, the one he was in the box. Anytime Benzema picked the ball up in the box yeah. or around the edge of the box, there are about two City players who were closing him. That was instruction. No, if you go outside the box, but he, he also, also did not. He also had a couple no, of miscontrol balls. Yes. So, Haaland didn't miscontrol. No, no. So, Haaland didn't miscontrol. He didn't. He miscontrol. No, no. And you see, you see, so, so you see, the Benzema had there was a moment where Vinicius now played the ball. Yeah, I remember that. And a for a player of his quality, a better control, and he, like nobody would get close to him before he shoots the ball. But he poorly controlled the ball. City came and they cleared it, so it will count as clearance by the defender. Yeah. Ah, so he shouldn't clear. No, he will clear. Then there's another moment. There's another moment where they pass the ball <laughs> to him. Benzema controlled the ball. Uh, where to hit his arm and uh, John Stones. So he's that, Ah, <laughs> that one too is part of the pressure. If I'm putting pressure on you, you don't have the time. I, I agree. Situ, but situ. what I'm saying then is, what I'm saying then is, Real Madrid were able to find Benzema in better positions than City could for Haaland. That is true. Where does that leave us for the return leg you in Manchester? You, this was simple statement. Go on. The moth you are making. Yeah. Let me stand. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, hey, hey, the moth you are making. Unless you lift the microphone. And all the, I've seen all the articles. I've seen them plenty. Okay. Rudika should go and try that thing at Etihad. Go the man marking. Oh, feel free. Go and follow him. <laughs> ah, you can't watch this game and tell me that you didn't see that Manchester City were not ready to be uh, 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 expansive. They were very cautious. Yes. At Etihad. And this is the last statement in Pep's, this one. He said, when we go home, we need the people to support us. When he says that, you know it's over. <laughs> See, go and try that thing at the heart and say you follow Haaland. Oh, feel free and follow him. Feel free and follow him. Go and ask. No. Ah, but if, if he, he follows him, what will happen? But actually, if he follows him, what will happen? What will happen? If he follows him, nothing happens. Just because they follow him, what will happen? You see, the thing is, the thing is, 
a lot will happen. Even even in the second leg, in my okay. opinion. Yeah. I think Carlo might be tempted to play Eda Militao Rudiger and Alaba's left back. Maybe yeah, Kamavinga comes into the middle of the park. Valverde goes to replace Rodrigo. So Madrid will have this those central. So they'll be more compact. They'll be more compact. Because do you, you see um, the thing is, no. Repeat the same lineup that you did at the why? general. Why? 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 Why should he do that? But you, no, but you mark that Haaland. I did it. So no, do it again. No, 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 why would you change it? No, even I can watch it. No, 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 can post City as we saw even at Benabao. Mm. At Benabao, City were not taking the risks that you thought you would take. True. At Etihad, they probably will. And if they do that, nobody stops Vinicius Jr. Nobody stops Benzema on his day. Nobody stops Eddie Valverde when he's galloping. <laughs> Real Madrid have got crazy careers of the ball. City don't have that. Real Madrid. No, that is got, true. They've got plenty of careers. Vinny, Benzema, Kamavinga, Modric, this guy, Fedi, all of them can run with the ball at a mile. And if City are going to be expansive as Danny is, preaching, and they must be because they have to score. Perfectly, that, they don't have to. It's one one. It goes to extra. It goes to penalty. Don't, don't think nobody has to win. Yes. So, but City <laughs> don't have to go into the game thinking that they are at home. So they have to take the initiative. That would be naive. That would be naive. The game is still poised for anybody to win. Yeah. City must win, but Real Madrid too must win. So don't take it as though you're at Etihad. So it's on you to go and open up against Madrid. They will kill you. So I think Pep, as well as as he was careful in the at the Banabao, he will again be very careful in the second leg. Okay. He will not entertain that I'm at home, so let me open up and hey, Real Madrid, they'll eat you good. Uh, so, I I wanted no. to hold on, Daniel. You both said it's oh, a working system. Wait, and you are praising the the system that worked. So why are you suggesting that we'll go and change it at the end? Coaching, why not? Because you know what is going to happen. No, 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 no. It's coaching. Coaching is dynamic. Coaching is dynamic. Coaching is not correct. No, no, no. Coaches Coaches no, 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 no. Okay. There's no way anywhere who is watching after watching the Fed level. Nabila. If you had a manager, you would successfully man match a player who has scored 50 goals this season. Okay. Why would you suggest changing a system? In the second leg, why won't you go and repeat the okay. same thing? Why would I repeat uh, that? Because uh, it worked. Uh, Nabila, didn't work. Nabila, how do you think that second leg is gonna go? First well, um, <laughs> based on what that Dan Daniel is saying, um, I and then what Sitio also said, I I do foresee Carlo Ancelotti trying to make changes, but if he does that, what it, it will mean is that Pep Guardiola too will try to switch up, and I'm not sure there's going to uh, Remadu will go man marking. Uh, Ellen Harlan again. If that happens, <laughs> Pep will definitely switch up. He'll just tell them, okay, I beat their man marking him. You stay there. Let them keep him. Whilst others go and do do their job for us. So I do not think that they will go out there trying to man mark uh, Ellen Harlan again. That's going to be very disastrous for uh, Real Madrid to try and do. But what I think that they will try doing is that they will try change and change personnel and keep the middle of the pack very compact and allow the pacey players like Vinicius and uh, Valverde to try and then uh, run them at them at the wings. And if they are able to do that successfully and get the balls into the box, okay. they have a man who is very clinical in front of that goal. And Benzema, when balls get to him inside that area, you are expecting him to score. And that, I think, would, is going to be the threat for Manchester City. Right, okay. right, right. Interesting. Gary, uh, I wanted to skip you on this Man City thing and go to and go to the Milan derby because no, right, right, right. No you know 
It was supposed to be. <laughs> Why was are you it? laughing? Was it? It was. Was it? It was. You know, um, yeah, moved out. Be careful. Ah, what is that? Dabby what? Hey, say it and collect 50 Ghana. Yeah, go. Mention the name of the Dabby and collect 50 Ghana. Yes, yes. And Nabila is sitting here. I was to the I said, my body was in me. Yeah, no. I said, he 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 said, 11 blistering minutes yeah and yeah, the game 15, was it was lights out and 15 minutes was light out but again um the last few times and to extrapolate simone inzaghi has proven himself to be a cup specialist mm. not just that when he has met milan he has somehow and you see i say somehow because People would say that if you say he is so good, why is it not showing on the league table? Why hasn't it shown over the course of the season? Why are people asking for his head? Mm. Which is why his record in Cups seems to suggest that in tournaments like Europe, a.k.a. the Real Madrid mindset, the one-off games mm. thing, he's very good at that. If you look at from the time that he came in, his record in the cup competitions is unblemished. Yeah. It's not even that it is very good. It is unblemished. One, Super Copa. They are even already yeah, in the, the final, Copa final, Italia yeah. final this yes. season. Last season. Last season. Yes. In the final Super again. Copa Super Copa and he's in the final again. of this one and they will play against Fiorentina. The goal that Edin Dzeko scored in the last derby before this one, it was a similar set-piece thing that they used. Yeah. Which is why Milan were so angry. And Calabria, when they asked him after the game, he said, he literally said, but you, if you look at my height, is it my fault? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is it my fault? Now, as to people sort of expected this game to be a dead rubber. And apart from those who avidly probably watch Syria, the interest because Madrid, Man City was so big right. in its hype, it, it dwarfed this one. Even the coverage on BT Sport. Yeah. BT Sport did not take anybody to Italy to do on pitch. Everybody analysis. was in Spain. Every, everybody was in Spain and then the rest were in the studio. Gerard, Owen Hargreaves, um, and, and Husef. But your people, they were following like English teams. English teams. And, you know, and it was a bit annoying you know, because of yeah, that. Yeah. But coming to the game itself, I think that Spalletti, there wasn't much he could do. And Milan did not lose because Lea was not there. That would be taking the credits away from Inter. Hmm. Milan did not lose because Leao was not there. Of course, he was a, his absence was a contributory factor. Hmm. Because if you look at the game, there were clear opportunities where you feel that one-on-one, Salamakes, he would have done a better job than Salamakes in terms of execution, in terms of spraying the passes or taking people one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Taking people on one-on-one. -on -one. But from a system point of view, I feel like that on the day, Inzaghi had a better day. Two, and again, it has come down to what I call his lack in the cup games or whatever it is, his predilection yeah. or whatever it is. Using, putting Lukaku down, putting me on the bench, 
Lukaku was on that. a streak yeah. of three goals and three assists coming into this game. Okay. The boss to take that decision yeah, yeah, yeah. is one of those things. You s- putting uh, Brozovic mm-hmm. putting on the bench, on the bench mm-hmm. was one of those calls as well. If he had got it wrong, like they will flay, they will, they will, they will finish him. Yeah, but it's, it's just one of those things. And I just think that he set his team up better because Milan did everything down to the crowd. And look at the inter goal scorers: thirty-eight year old and a thirty-four year old. So. In the post match, <laughs> look, you, you listen to the post match. Immediately it was done. Jacko, when he was interviewed, the first thing he said was experience. Lawrence, remember, mm-hmm. and it's is a key reason why they won all the derbies this time because Milan's guys suffered just a little bit of temperament issues. Yeah, that is true. That is true. just a little bit. That is true. You see how they were. Tonali was everywhere. Everywhere. Brahim, everything you Brahim complain. behaving like a kid, <laughs> and it's so surprising. But the referee was too strict. Ex- exactly, yeah. I was coming to. And they needed to know that, and oh, you could God. tell. Like oh. no, from the first moment, you can tell what the referee is like. Yeah, and that's what experience does. That's why Basa will pay some referee. So, so for me, yeah. just, just to wrap up, yeah. I think Inter were full value for the and, result, and and because of that experience again, like. If you look at every statement that inter- I've been t- taking my time to see all of them, it's been almost comedic in its repetition. All of them keep saying that what has happened in the first leg is dead. It doesn't matter. And I, I mean, in, in my books, it 90%, it, it, it really I've given matter. it to Inter to yeah. repeat the dose again. Sichu, the second, you see... Thank you, just a quick one. I actually think that this is a replica of Jose Mourinho's Inter 2010, where he had old men. That is true. That is uh, true. Champions uh, League, you need experience. You can't discard too. it. I want to talk about the second leg. Uh, AC Milan, in all the previous meetings in this tie, Milan have always qualified. They've always qualified. Yeah. Yeah. But never have they lost the first leg mm. in, in those previous encounters. They've lost the first leg now. Going into that second leg, I mean, two 0 on paper might look big, but it really isn't because Milan score first, yeah. and suddenly Everything we have a game. Changes. Absolutely, I think I think so. I think Stefano must get some things right going into that because, as you said, the game can very much turn on its head in a flash. Yeah, I personally also think that Rafaeliano playing did affect the general outlook of Milan because if Rafaeliano plays, it gives Theo Hernandez also freedom. Mm-hmm. He's able to occupy the fullback there. Theo can gallop. They didn't have that. I mean, Salamekes hasn't been constant. Yes, you know, Rich. And Origi came on, you know, showed glimpses. Not not too good. So it's it's that effect that he he has in the team and on other players that was out of the game. But ultimately, Inter was fight. They were fighting. Inter looked like they were winning all the second balls. They were more aggressive. Jekyll's goal was brilliant. I've heard people blame. And that is why I feel like it is not a Leal thing. Milan were not doing the second balls and they those basic, basic, basic things. played as well. Milan, Inter might have been also a bit more cautious, cautious in the way they were exactly. pushing for well, well. If you give him an inch, he'll kill you. Sure. But the thing as well, if people are blaming Davide Calabria on, on, on why he's on Jekyll. I'm like, if you watch Inter, they've got um, Danfries, who's a big lad. Yeah. They've got Bastoni, who's a big lad. They've got Achebe, who's a They've got Jekyll. So, they have plenty of big lads to pick on corner, set pieces. Yeah, on set so Tomori picks one, Samonkaya picks one, and Calabria has to pick one, but Calabria also has a reputation for having a big leap, and Jekko scores. The other thing too that Pioli has to go back to is, in the game against Inter, um, against Spurs, he changed the system from the 4-2-3-1 to a back three, so that he could counter Spurs and match them 1v1 in certain positions. Mm. In the game against Napoli, 
he changed from the 4231 mm. to a 4141 so that he would get numbers in the middle to counter Anguisa, Zielinski, and Lobotka. In fact, Anguisa was even sent off in the game. I was surprised that in the game against Inter, where they are so predictable, they were going to play the three back system. He stuck with the 4231. The spaces were too huge. He left Lautaro and Jeko to deal with Tomori and Samonkea 1v1. They will kill them. Yeah. Danfries and Dimako. You cannot cope. Yeah. So I thought he was going to go back to what he did against Spurs, which he didn't do. In the second leg, he has to do better in, in setting up the team in a way that. And Milan, when they play as underdogs, they are better. Yeah. But in this game, it's almost as if because they were the home team, they were not to flex their muscles. Yeah. And then they got punished. I think he has to show a bit more respect to Inter. Gary has said it. When Inzaghi coaches in cup games, he's a different animal, not so much in league games. All right. Thank you very much. See you. This is Game Plan on 98.9.7 Joy FM. What we will do right now is take a very, very short commercial break. When we come back, we have a debate coming up. Pep Guardiola versus Sir Alex Ferguson. The guys are ready and so am I. I'm very, very interested in what the comments are and what they have to say. But uh, do stick around. Joy 99.7 FM the system has nothing on her. Those in power fear what she can do. She is Madame and she is coming. On one hand, she's a humanitarian and on the other, she's using them to seduce men in power for favors. Madame is a new drama series that explores the evils of an uncontrolled system where young women are exploited. Premiere in Monday, 8th May at 8 p.m. on Aquaba Magic, DSD Channel 150 and Gold TV Channel 102. Stay connected on star 759 harsh Get yourself a brand new NASCO television for 1049 Ghana City. It is on. It is on. The champions of special offers, discounts, and free gifts are back again. Choose NASCO. NASCO Aid Mubarak promotion is launched to offer you the best quality electronic home appliances with reasonable prices. NASCO microwave, 899 Ghana City. NASCO split AC or refrigerator for 1,699 Ghana City. Yes, ladies, all types of washing machines are available starting at 1,899. Order these and many more from any NASCO outlet near you. NASCO Aid Mubarak promo. The festival of breaking the fast. Celebrating the end of Ramadan comes with a great feast, gratitude, family and friends. Happily together and a NASCO experience. Salam. Mothers go above and beyond to give us five times the love. Tell us how much your mom means to you and let HD Plus make her feel like five times the star this Mother's Day. From 30th April to 1st May 2023, record and send a 30 second video about how amazing your mom is. Feely, feely to the WhatsApp number 020 The video will compete with other entries to win one of the 65 inch NASCO flat screen TVs with an HD Plus model for mom. HD Plus, feely, feely experience all right welcome back this is game plan on 99.7 joe fm mother's day is tomorrow are you go to all mothers out there your role can never be overemphasized mothers are god's most special gifts to mankind and even more special are the moms who are raising children with special needs this year uh, Joy 99.7 FM is celebrating mothers raising children with special needs in our promotion dubbed Supermom. If you know any such Supermom, if you do, please share their story with us. That very daunting task of raising a child with special need. In fact, the mothers can personally share their stories with us as well. All entries must be sent to 055 
0302-111-1197. With the support of our sponsors, who will celebrate 10 of these super moms this Mother's Day. Our super mom promotion is brought to you by Fortune Rise. Always on point, just like mom. Fry toast, sunflower, uh, sunflower oil. You deserve a life of goodness. Zigzag fashion accessories. A crown more. Your best choice for elegance and style. The Bad Beach Hotel. First choice. Woodin. Um, uh, Gary, what's the Woodin one? Le Creteur, right? Yeah, thank you. And Less Fortune Limited. Luxuriously perfect. And Sonatech Ghana, your total health partner for life. And uh, Caveman Watches. Be remembered. All right, uh, we just got some breaking news story coming in now. Uh, we're getting an update on Ghana's campaign to secure an I- IMF bailout. Let's cross to the joining studios for the update. IMF. Uh, in October 2022, the IMF gave Ghana a staff-level agreement. The next step is to be a board-level agreement, at which point Ghana will be able to access $3 billion of balance of payments support. This latest news from the Paris Club means there are no further impediments to the IMF's consideration of Ghana for a bailout. George Riafe from Joy Business joins us with more detail. George, this uh, just came in this afternoon. Give us details of what this actually means. So let's first start with the, the financing assurance, and um, that is the, the Paris Club made up of our, our traditional bilateral creditors. And, and could you one interesting thing that many were looking forward to was whether China was going to be part of this whole creditor committee or not. Now, they are not just part of it, but they are co-chairing with Paris or France in terms of being chairing this committee. So what the IMF had previously communicated to us was that they are just looking for that financing assurance of participating in our program or agreeing that they are committed to restructuring Ghana's debts, which could possibly even lead to the cancellation of our debts. And that was what the IMF said. We are waiting for that. It wasn't just a communication. It could be in the form of a letter or a memorandum of understanding, which they have jointly issued at the end of their first official meeting that they had uh, just today. And apparently, just when we were trying to put our notes together, Mm. the IMF managing director has also issued a statement giving more details about what this actually means, and could you, if you go through, you mm. see that it's even already on our screen, and in terms Absolutely. of more, more details about what this means and all the rest, in mm. terms of what she's trying to give, the much details of as, as well as with respect to this program, could you? So it includes a quote from Ms. Kristalina Georgieva, who is the managing director of the IMF. Uh, here's the quote. It says, I welcome the statement from the official creditor committee for Ghana on the importance of an IMF-supported economic program, together with its commitment to negotiate debt restructuring terms accordingly. This statement provides the necessary financing assurances for the IMF Executive Board to consider the proposed fund-supported program and unlock much-needed financing from Ghana's development partners. I also strongly endorse the call by the official creditor committee for private creditors and other official bilateral creditors to commit to comparable debt treatments. The creditor committee's action recognizes the Ghanaian authorities' strong reform program, which aims to restore macroeconomic stability and debt sustainability while laying the foundation for an inclusive recovery. It also signals that further progress is being made under the G20 Common Framework, demonstrating that international partners are ready to work together to help 
countries resolve their debt issues. This is vital to enable countries such as Ghana achieve sustainable growth and poverty reduction. Mm. Uh, this is, of course, uh, all to the background and, and, of... And, and, and could you... Committing to this financing program itself, there are two things. It will come in the form of fresh funding to Ghana or cancellation of debt. So this is just the first step in this whole discussion about Ghana's debt. That could lead to our debt being cancelled or that could lead to fresh funding to Ghana's program. And then for someone, the layman on the street, what does it mean? What does it mean? It means that we've met all the requirements that is set to take Ghana to the board for the end. I know they are being very uh, more careful with the choice of words to consider Ghana's program. The date we were initially picking was that it could happen on Tuesday, it could happen on Wednesday, and consider Ghana's program and get Ghana's program approved. And could you study in the fund and even engage in those who have knowledge about those whole transactions that it could happen that if the program is approved today, the disbursement could come in the next two or three days mm. to the account of the Bank of Ghana. Don't forget that the three billion that is coming is supposed to go directly to the Bank of Ghana to support Ghana's balance of payment needs. So mm. it's not meant for Ghana to spend us in mm. consumption mm. and ensure that we have enough dollar reserves to finance imports and all the rest. Mm. The World Bank is going to come on board additional funding to support other projects that have been identified in our budget as well, Kujo. Yeah, the two options being considered by the Paris Club, as you described, are either to forgive debt yeah. or to provide us with extra additional, additional and, and funding. They made some very, very important uh, statements in there, as well as bringing private creditors also on board. Absolutely. And that could be our Eurobond uh, holders as well, whether mm. they will agree mm. to possibly restructuring the debt or cancellation mm. of our debt, could you? At the moment, a large portion of our revenue is spent on debt servicing. Yes, servicing so yeah. any kind of debt forgiveness would be a bird, uh, the releasing of a burden yeah. on Ghana's yeah. government. Yeah. Uh, does Ghana have to do anything at this point, or are they still supposed to? Uh, are we still supposed to simply wait, sit on our hands, and see I, how this I process? I think that right unfolds? now, if you are in government, it's more fingers crossed. Listen, could you? I mean, the, the official statements are coming just to confirm what has already transpired. In terms of documentation, we understand that everything has been done for it to be presented to the IMF board. What some will say is that they will now be pushing for an official date. Mm. Even though Ghana, as of two weeks ago, there wasn't an official date, what we picked up was that they were working towards the 17th of mm. May. Now, if you look at the IMF shadow, some will say that was supposed to be either Togo and Luxembourg, I understand. But my understanding was that if it gets critical, uh, Ghana could be added or a country could be taken out and Ghana put in. So what it means, and, and could you listen, I mean, it could tell you from the statement that the IMF MD issued right now, means that this was not just done today. I mean, when the Paris Club just came out with their statement, mm -hmm. the MD also issued the statement. It means yeah. that Certain things have been done behind the scenes, just mm. waiting to tick the box right. for us to get our program considered, mm. could you? George, thank you so much for breaking it all down. So that's news just in. Uh, under the co-chairship of China and France, uh, Ghana's bilateral creditors have agreed to a financing assurance for Ghana, which means there is now no impediment in the way of the IMF considering Ghana's bailout program. The IMF um, boss has herself called on other creditors, uh, private creditors, to follow suit so that Ghana will be properly poised for this bailout. More information will be available to you on myjoyonline.com and in subsequent bulletins. Thank you for watching.
Joy 99.7 FM. Yo! Carry on, Hey, relax. The money is coming. The money has not come no, yet. No, they say it's coming. It's coming. Days, oh. 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 They say the money is coming. They say the money. Is that Tuesday or Wednesday? Oh no! This so if you oh. suffered haircut, it will come. No, 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 no. no, no, no. They say the money is coming. Yeah, uh-huh. it's coming. It's, it's coming. On until it arrives. Oh, no, no, I no, don't no, celebrate. No, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Look. For a long time, we didn't even know whether the thing will count or not. It will not. George, we have says it means that one, either they will cancel the debt, yes, or they will give us the money, more money. So, it, it is scary, boy. <laughs> 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 Look, for those of you game plan, I know our demographic is a lot of you know twenty four to thirty five year olds, and uh-huh. they had their coupons and things. Charlie, they sent me my coupon like last week. You know, but if they send you your coupon. It doesn't mean you have got the money. Yes. But if they send you your coupon, it's a good, it's a good signal. Indication that. that uh, indication that the money is coming. It means so, the money is coming. So after this, so, we, we can go and eat. No, no, kuda, kuda, kuda. You see, as for the coupon, kuda, Navila, don't go and fast on Gary's coupon. coupon. If you see a coupon, you can't, you can't eat like that. You have. Anyway, well, that's that's that. Um, anyway, so good news, I guess. Uh, so we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. But this year, the event factory presents the Maddest Day Lunch and Bloom. Activities include a three course lunch buffet, a fresh flower bar, flower arrangements, a kiddie area, uh, vast modeling, and so much more. Uh, the date is Saturday, 13th May 2023 at 11 a.m. That's tomorrow. Edding Garden is the venue at residential area, 28 Augustino, NATO Road. Opposite uh, Cafela Crest. For tickets and information, just call 020 965 0627 or 0201 521 686. You can also visit Empress uh, Scott uh, and Events Factory GH for more details. At Empress Scott or at Events Factory GH for more details. Let's all come together and celebrate the women who make a difference. Did, did you say in, on the 13th, uh, right? On the 13th, in our lives. Yeah, yeah, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Now, yeah. tomorrow as well, Okay. the Cheche Bar. Cheche Bar. Um, Cheche Bar. Yeah. You can join DJ Black at the hottest spot in East Ligo. The Cheche Hotel and Restaurant is located on the Abochi Street. And it's where the music never stops. So you can come and enjoy good music tomorrow, the 13th of May, with a DJ who knows how to rock the crowd. Mm. That's DJ Black. And it started at 9 p.m. till midnight with free entry for all. Mm. Free. Free entry. Chechaba uh, and restaurants and hotels. 9 p.m. till midnight, free entry for all. Uh, for inquiries, you can call 050-403-7983 or 0531 543094. Don't miss it. All right. Uh, Sicho? Yeah. So, Pentecost R is a religious broadcast program sponsored by the Church of Pentecost. Ah, your people. Comes your way with the chairman <laughs> of the Church of Pentecost, Apostle Eric Namiche, on Joy 99.7 FM at 1.30 p.m. every Sunday. Tune in every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. as Apostle Namiche brings you live transforming truths that nourishes the soul, ignites passion, and restores hope in the nations. The Church of Pentecost, we are possessing, possessing the nations for the Lord. Ah, that's right. Sunday night just got more exciting. The okay. real deal is official. Cues and lyrics. Cues ah. and lyrics. Yes. Yes. 
it's a music competition show that aims at unearthing music potential in contestants while also uh, providing Joy Prime's cherished viewers with the ultimate entertainment. Watch the 12 body musicians as they journey to stardom. Don't miss out on the experience every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. only on Joy Prime. Cues and Lyrics is produced by Joy Prime and powered by Hits FM. Cues and Lyrics, bring on the music. Joy Prime, the ultimate. Did you say on Sunday night? Yes. On Sunday night. Now, on Sunday, let me tell you, from now till Sunday, right? Okay. Your beautiful mother, who is an epitome of grace, strength, and unconditional love, can get something from you from now till Sunday, the 14th of May. Visit any Woodin retail shops okay. and partner shops and get your mom a range of beautiful fabrics and stylish ladies wear to complement her unique style. So you can celebrate your mom with Woodin, receive a gift of a beautiful tote bag to make her day unforgettable. Now, where can you get Woodin shops? Accra Mall, okay. ANC Mall, Junction Mall, Oswaxford Street, High Street, City Car Park Building, Legon City Mall, H&M Mall in Adenta, in Kumasi as well. Woodin is there at the Kumasi City Mall, the SG Mall, and at a Doom Unicorn House. In Cape Coast, at the PAT Building near Kingsway. In Takrade, Woodin can be located near the Market Circle in Kofuridia, in the Antarctic Plaza Building, and in the PAT. AT building in Sunyai. TNCs apply. Woodin Lake Creator. And if Woodin is not enough, add a water tank. Water tank. <laughs> The ultimate tank for water storage by Duraplus Limited. It comes with an optional water indicator that lets you know exactly how much water you have in your water tank. It's not only beautiful, but it's also designed to carry accurate volumes of water. If it's 5,000 liters, then it's 5,000 liters. Of course, it's very durable and available in various sizes. So get yourself or your mother a water tank today from Duraplus. Water tank, what a tank. Remember, where Duraplus goes, water flows. Muftal. And uh, did you know you can pause and reverse live TV on your HD Plus decoder at no extra fee? Simply connect a USB flash drive with a capacity of 4 gigabyte or more to your uh, HD Plus decoder and have control over your TV viewing. Also, schedule your HD Plus decoder to record live or upcoming shows and catch up on your favorite shows in HD at your own time. This is a world-class TV viewing. Purchase an HD Plus decoder from the nearest Electroland showroom or multi-TV dealer outlet nationwide. Visit hdplus.com.gh or call 24 39872 for more details. HD Plus, the Philly Philly experience. Okay, uh, and the Sanotech Medical Center is a legally registered, privately owned Ghanaian company offering 24 hours clinical and medical diagnostic imaging services using modern facilities since 2012. Uh, some of our services include general practitioner uh, and specialist clinics such as physician specialist, ONG consult. Uh, surgical consult, ENT consult, pediatric consult, urology, cardiology, dietri- uh, dietitian consult, orthopedics, dental clinics, and so on. Uh, medical diagnosis services such as ultrasound, 2D, 3D, 4D, MRI scan, CT scan, digital X-ray, uh, dental X-ray, fluoroscopy, radiology interventions, uh, echocardiogram. Uh, okay, echocardiogram, EEG. That's what it is. Mammogram, endoscopy, ECG, laboratory services, including COVID-19 testing and pharmacy. They do a lot. So if you have any health 
challenges whatsoever, that's where you should go. They have a branch at Osuaxford Street Mall, Temakam Dutnai, and inside Wessels Mall on the Weja Kasua Road. The slogan is your total health partner for life. Hotline, just call them 0242 or visit them on social media. Sonatech uh, on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, of course, and on Twitter and Instagram is Sonatech GH. Finally, we can do this. Uh, of course, uh, Gary, what's left? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, quick one. Are you still in doubt if there's a phenomenal interior design and furnishing company in Ghana that offers seven-star interior design services? Mindful of the current economic challenges, look no further than Lesh Fortune Limited. Lesh Fortune Limited. They have interior designing as their passion with a specialty in home hotel and office furnishing they have available quality curtains um carpets custom made furniture window blinds um lash fortune limited is the best curtain maker in town you can find them at plot 50 utu ajin road kotobabi spintex contact lash 0244 265 588 or 0302 811163 0302 811163 Lesh Fortune Limited luxuriously perfect all right thank you very much Gary uh, you know we we have promoted this debate quite a lot and now we literally are you're probably happy you can take yeah, but, but I'm sure if we spoke to the producers, they'll give us some Yeah, they will not. Lexus is standing by. He's oh, going to kill us. Uh, you know, because we uh, obviously... Uh, you are referring to the tennis specialist? We had, yes, we had dedicated 30 minutes to this debate. Yeah. Uh, and then IMF came. Uh, and then we can't we can't say no to money. <laughs> we can't say no. When money talks. We can't say no to money. But it's a debate that will not expire. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna uh, gonna take like maybe sixty seconds from both 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 sides and then spice it up, and then we'll come back to this topic because obviously, obviously, we don't have enough time to really go into this. I've got messages as well. I just read them, uh, but I want a taste. So Daniel Cranting and Gary Al Smith. Well, Gar- Daniel Cranting and sorry, and Muftar Navila are one side of that argument. They say Pep Guardiola is the greatest manager in the Premier League history. Sichofe and Gary Alsmia are on one side. And they're saying that cannot be true. Certainly, it has to be Sir Alex Ferguson. That is the greatest manager in the Premier League history. Daniel, you don't have a lot of time. But just tell us, opening statements, why you think this is the case. Why is it that you think Pep Guardiola is the greatest manager in the Premier League? Hello, thank you for your question. <laughs> Good afternoon to your listeners. Charlie, look, I love Sir Alex Ferguson. I love him. Uh, he's he's the reason why we all support the Man United fans all support Man United. But that aside, look, let me just say this before we continue next week. Yes. When they met, mm-hmm. that was Pep, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's greatest ever team, according yes. to 
most my United fans. He himself. He himself. That was his greatest ever team. 2009. Who was in his first year of management, first year student too, NSS boy. He met him with his greatest team. Outplayed him in a Champions League final, destroyed him two goals to nil. And remember, Sales Ferguson had the reigning Ballon d'Or winner in his team, Cristiano Ronaldo. And Kusiaga, he not doing anything. They ship him. He met him again two years later. He gave it to him again. And he was chewing gum without he was chewing. And his hands, no, his hands were shaking. No, then he the popo. He the popo. The cat and the beat him to that. He the popo. So, boss, all the other things aside, if you are putting their management career together, even when they met, when you saw me face to face, Oga, I'll lash you. See, true. That's it. Danny has taken the no, first bite. It's like Danny is setting his own questions. Because the thing you said, and what Danny is saying, you're asking who is there. No, this one is a teaser. Yeah, yeah, it's a teaser. It's a teaser. It's just a teaser. Okay, 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 give me you an okay. idea. Give me teaser. Okay. Salas Ferguson, when people hear his name, the only thing they know is Manchester United. Yes. He didn't start his coaching from Mayu. He started his coaching from Aberdeen. Aberdeen have won six Scottish titles. Ferguson won four out of those six. They don't win leagues. <laughs> before, before he won the one that he won for them. It was about 20 years. They don't want anything. He did it. He won the Scottish Cup. So Aber Aberdeen's history is defined by Ferguson. No, Aberdeen is Before Ferguson. Ferguson no, and after Ferguson. Aberdeen is Ferguson. He won in Europe twice. Beating Real Madrid in the Cup Winners' Cup to win it. Do you know what Cup Winners' Cup is? All the leagues in Europe. Those who won their Cups. FA Cup. Copa Italia. Copa del Rey. Uh, Pokal. They meet and they play in Europe. Ferguson won it. Beating Real Madrid to win it. But Aberdeen. Aberdeen. He didn't need any club to pay referees. He didn't no! need any club to, to, to monopolize the league in Germany or wherever. He didn't need any club to have a whole country pumping your money to it to win it. End of story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, this uh, shit. Anyway, this uh, shit. Yeah, no, we will be back to it. No, we will be back to it. I think it's a teaser. No, we have to come back. I like the teaser. I love the teaser. No. We actually have to come back. Yes. We'll so come no, back. We, oh, this was a teaser. Mm -mm. Right. So, so we, we probably need to get a comment because people are really invested. Oh, yeah, the in comments it. are there. Yeah. Uh, and, and then and this man too is standing here. He has his own comments. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 I knew that was coming. That time is expected. That was coming. But that's how we have to wrap it up. It's been a pleasure bringing you a game plan here. Uh, today on the show 99.7 joy fm thank you so much for joining us the show was interrupted by breaking news from the imf of course uh, <laughs> but we are good and thanks a lot for your messages we're back again next friday with this conversation a continuation of our debate that will be held here live on the show my name is fento tahir fento i was joined by sicho daniel uh, muftao and gary alsmet show produced by michelle queen in social media uh, from lawrence and karim until next time Thanks a lot. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way,